Hello and welcome back, Media Talk listeners. Um, for this last episode of DCA, I'm absolutely de delighted to welcome Nicolas Grand, SVP Transformation at Omnicom Media Group. Nicolas, welcome. Thanks, Manu. And uh, I think it's going to be a very good podcast today because I think we can call it the, the French Mafia, right? Uh, it comes <laughs> with the French accent. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> We're both French, but we're both going to do it in English. We're going to try to do it in English, right? That's, that exactly. was the deal, right? Exactly. Good. So before we get into the, our sort of a topic du jour about attention, um, could you just tell us a, a little more about OMG and your role at uh, OMG, Omnicom Media Group? Sure, sure, Manu. Uh, so Omnicom Media Group are actually one of the leading global media agency networks uh, around the world. We actually work with around 5,000 clients and we operate in 70 markets, 70 countries. We've got three main media brands, so OMD, PhD, and Hearts and Science. Uh, we also operate Analect, uh, which is our standalone data and tech division uh, that powers our Omni Analytics and performance platform. And I'm uh, SVP Transformation for Omnicom Media Group. Uh, I work in the Global Media Investment Unit. Uh, and as part of my role, I'm helping uh, create, uh, promote, and roll out new media metrics or, or KPIs that can better reflect advertisers' business outcomes. And obviously, attention is a metric that ticks a few boxes there. Okay. Thank you, Nicola. That's that. Very clear. So you and I had, you know, we had many conversations on, on a number of topics, but we often uh, uh, end up on around measurement, which is you know, still one of the biggest challenges in our media industry. And I also remember when you presented at the Future TV Advertising uh, London uh, last year, and you talked about the, the, the rising importance of, of attention and the steps you're taking in, in that direction. I think OMG is actually one of the media agency group that is pioneering the concept of attention planning and buying, um, which I think is becoming a, a, a vital piece of campaign effectiveness um, and, of course, uh, sort of cost efficiency. Um, we've seen a, a sort of a rising interest around attention, which has grown due to the uh, probably the inability of online measurements to provide effective reports on ad exposure and the impact of ads on consumer. But I think attention is not very easy to grasp um, and, um, and is often very uh, misunderstood. So I thought, you know, it would be, uh, it would be great to dive into the topic and, and I hope you can bring some clarity and make this uh, a little less confusing. Sure. So my first question um, uh, leading to this is really uh, probably the most logical is to start with a definition. So can you, oh, you know, what, what do we mean by attention? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's the million dollar question. I mean, there, there are a lot of definitions out there and, and some are actually pretty technical. And so it does get very confusing. Um, so look, let me go back to the basic uh, because attention effectively helps us answer a big question that pretty much every advertiser has, which is to understand if their ad has actually been seen. And more importantly, right, um, is the ad delivering any kind of engagement or attention? Because 
Generally, I think everyone can agree that if um, ads are not noticed, they don't work, right? They don't build your brand. They certainly don't sell your product. And so in that respect, attention is a metric that's a step up from viewability. Uh, it's much more valuable to us because we know that something that is viewable is not always viewed. And what drives brand awareness and sales is the actual attention that a, a campaign generates. So ultimately, we, we can all agree that it's the consumer's attention that matters, not the opportunity to see. And that's the reason why media agencies like Omnicom Media Group are so keen to uh, leverage attention data so we, we can optimize both our media planning and our media buying. But now that we've got that definition, how so maybe we should look into how does attention work or and how does we how do we use attention? Sure, sure. Well what what's great, Manu, about attention is you can use attention metrics to impact your entire media process. Um, and even beyond, because that can start with um, optimizing the creative format or your creative content to to drive higher attention. Uh, but I know today we, we're going to stick with media planning and buying. So we, the starting point, obviously planning. Uh, and um, with our Omni data platform, we first look to identify the optimum threshold of attention that each of our brands uh, require. Uh, because it, it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? Um, if you are McDonald's, uh, you pretty much get instant brand recognition. Uh, and, and if you're hungry, especially, and you see the McDonald's arch, right, we, we can get your attention very quickly. Um, but if you're selling uh, DNA kits like Ancestry.com, uh, your attention threshold might, might need to, to be set a little bit higher. And so our planning teams have built a tool called the Attention Requirement Calculator, which sets the optimum level of attention required for your brand and your campaign. And so... That's the starting point. And once that's done, uh, we can start optimizing uh, the, the media plan and the dollar allocation across media types to optimize on both reach, of course, attention and cost. So we've got several dimensions there, right? Um, and we use the, the attention data from eye tracking measurement partners to, to effectively normalize our media plan so we can get to this optimum level of attention. And so what's once the planning is done, we can go further into the campaign activation, the buying. And on the buying side, what's really exciting is we can use attention data or attention signals to optimize both the branding campaigns, so upper funnel objectives, and the direct response performance campaigns, so the lower part of the funnel. And we do this in slightly different ways. So for the, the branding campaigns, we use attention data to optimize our inventory selection, right? So from uh, the vendor selection, channel selection, down to uh, programming types, uh, formats, placements, uh, day parts, and so on. And so we can then create an attention score. So it's a bit like a, a quality index, if you will. And that's a new indicator of the uh, impact of the campaign. It's, it's part of the output that we communicate to our clients uh, at, at the end of the campaigns. Uh, obviously, alongside um, other metrics such as you know reach delivery and of course the CPM, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so for performance campaigns, as you know, Manu, we, we typically measure success um, based on on the ROI and, and the cost per conversions or the the cost per actions, 
And so for those those type of campaigns, we um, obviously they all bought programmatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use attention signals to create custom bidding algorithms that can help us lower our campaign CPAs. Uh, and we can do that because we've got um, pretty consistent evidence that serving ads to audiences and via media inventory that is more likely to drive higher attention does deliver better performance and ROI. So from a, a programmatic standpoint, as you touch upon this, do, do you have any uh, sort of limitation with data availability? Yes, absolutely, Manuel. For, for activation, the, the challenge that we have is we, we need the ability to optimize to a, a pretty granular level, right? Ideally, spot by spot on television, uh, line by line, or placement by placement, format by format on digital. So we do need a lot more granularity than uh, with planning, which can maybe work with more top-level data. And so the difficulty at the moment for our buying teams is to access this real-time uh, campaign-specific eye-tracking facial recognition data. And look, it can still be expensive, um, and it's not always easily scalable in all markets and across all media, but this is actually changing quite fast. And um, there's, there's already been a lot of progress made since we last spoke at the Future of TV I guess so, almost 12 months ago. Um, we, we're working uh, with some data partners at the moment to offer our clients with more data and optimization opportunities. Uh, we're building more, more panels as well um, and in more markets outside of the, the main attention markets uh, that are the US, uh, UK, Germany, or Australia. But the solution will also be via using uh, proxy metrics because we know, for example, that audience engagement and the media impact, so the the format, the placement, um, the dominance on the screen, and so on, all of these can can drive attention. They are indicators of attention. So on television, uh, for example, we have some engagement metrics that we use that are um, already available in existing TV measurement data, right? And so we can use those to tweak our TV plans. Uh, In programmatic, um, there's companies like Double Verify, Moat, or IAS that are starting to offer proxy measurements uh, or measures of attention. Again, uh, using existing metrics, existing signals like user engagement. Uh, so, for example, you know, scrolling speed, um, mouse interaction, clicks, and so on. What we win? Uh, true eye tracking and facial recognition panel, um, which you know are probably kind of hard to scale or wider proxy type solution like double verify authentic attention? Yeah, so it's a tricky one. I mean, as you know, there's there's a big rivalry at the moment in the data space um, between the pure uh, attention measurement firms, the, the like of Amplified Intelligence, Lumen, Playground XYZ, and then the, um, the proxy metrics uh, providers, I guess, the, the double verify uh, IS of this world. Uh, they don't. They don't truly measure attention, uh, or if you ask Amplified or, or Playground. Um, but I think you know what? Those two worlds are probably going to merge eventually, um, because mm. nobody seriously thinks that uh, we'll ever be able to have eye tracking devices in every home in the country. I mean, besides the cost, right? Um, when you think about it, I mean, it creates like a million privacy data privacy issues, even if they are opt-in panels and they are, you know, GDPR compliance and so on. Not every consumer in the Western world will want to go for this. Maybe one day, right? You never know, never say never. But as of today, it's very unlikely. 
we can get millions and millions of eye tracking devices. So the, the reality is eye tracking panels will always have these limited sample sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so no matter what, you have to extrapolate the data. You have to create uh, probabilistic models. And, and so you get into proxy territory anyway, whether you like it or not. So ultimately for agencies at the moment, the best solution is really to make use of both types of data. So mm-hmm. eye tracking, uh, facial recognition panels, as well as proxy metrics, especially for active. So moving a, a little from, from there, so do you think that the market will ever trade based on a what we're sort of a cost per attentive second or what we call an ACPM? Yeah. <laughs> uh, some have uh, suggested. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I know there's a lot of talk in the marketplace about this. Um, I personally don't think the market is ready to, to trade at scale. Uh, on the cost per attention metric yet. And, and in fact, at Omnicom, because of this unique approach to attention that I was talking about earlier, uh, we don't think trading with vendors on a, on a guaranteed cost per attention is going to be, uh, say, practical uh, or even really desirable for our clients. Mm-hmm. And I guess, why am I saying this? The first reason is, as we said earlier, the, the, that bespoke approach to planning attention that we have adopted at Omnicom, where the optimum levels and the duration of attention is set um, pretty much on a brand-by-brand basis, right? Like as I said, with the example of McDonald's versus Ancestry.com, they're going to have very different definitions um, compared to a single definition of attention used by a vendor, right? And by the way, that vendor will probably want to use a definition that will um, show their inventory in the, in the best possible light because clearly they, they want to optimize their, their yield. And that's, that's, that makes sense. Um, but you know, Manu, you know, you know full well when, when the sales side, uh, and the vendor side don't speak the same language, uh, well, it becomes hard to trade on one single currency, right? You, you need a common base to agree on. Yes. And so, uh, so I think guaranteed cost per attention as a trading, uh, lever, uh, is not um, it's not completely impossible, but I think it will be unlikely and and in in a, in a near future and and actually risky for both parties, right? Um, and also, I think if I can add, it is the agency's role to optimize on attention for our clients. Um, the the outcome that we deliver to advertisers is really a a combination of many things, and of course, our negotiations with vendors is one component. It's a very important one. But value is also driven by the agency uh, planning and buying process, uh, including internal campaign optimization and uh, creating the right inventory for our clients based on our own attention data and um, our custom bidding algorithms. So um, I think that's important. And the last important point, I think, um, we know attention is a step up from viewability, right? But we also know how viewability has been gamified by some vendors who, who can promote and serve formats to generate artificial ability. None of them, you know, but we know who they are. And so um, we need to be very careful because we're very keen to avoid uh, the same trap with attention, right? Because if attention does become a standardized metric to trade against, there's a risk that um, what happened to viewability will also happen for attention. <laughs> Agree, yeah. So you you mentioned earlier you mentioned the uh, the sort of broadcasters and and you know we we hear a lot of, on attention from the digital player but 
I think the debate has widened to encompass other channels like TV. So how do you work with broadcasters on this? Is this something that is on their radar? Uh, yes, Manu, it, it is starting to, uh, to, to get on their radar, but uh, one of the, one of our challenges over the past 12 months has, has been really to try to get broadcasters more on board or at least on board quicker with attention because we could sense a bit of, um, maybe early suspicion and skepticism, uh, from the main TV players across markets, uh, but especially in Europe. And, you know, it's actually quite odd because you could argue that um, when you look at television, we've been buying attention for uh, decades on TV. Uh, we, just, we just didn't have an accurate way to measure it or we were not putting a label on it. But when you look for uh, programming that delivers the right context to your audience or delivers uh, the highest affinity or engagement, effectively what you're trying to buy is attention, right? So what do you think is actually holding back the, the, the broadcasters? Well, I think in the legacy broadcasting world, the, the challenge is um, you never had to deal with viewability and fraud issues, um, which obviously is a good thing, right? Um, yeah. But on the other hand, the broadcasting world has been trading on the same metrics, on the same GRP metrics for pretty much 50 years, even like 60 years, over 60 years in, in North America. And, and I think what happens is when you are a TV network, look at the very first time you look at attention data on your channel, right? You, you look at the stats from um, the likes of TVision, for example. It will show most likely that your channel delivers, on average, 40% active attention. So now you're thinking as a TV network, as a TV seller, wait a minute, I have been selling 100 GRPs all these years, and now this attention stuff is telling me that only 40 GRPs are effective. And so the worry is it looks bad for TV because all of a sudden, you have all this inventory that seems to be, to be wasted. Mm -hmm. But if you pause for a second and compare that level of attention, so the 40%, but also the duration and the dwell time media by media, Television performs much, much better than any other media vehicle. Even when we actually uh, convert the um, attention scores and the duration of attention into cost per attentive second, television looks the most cost effective compared to even basic digital display banners or, or mobile MPUs. So I think it's, it's really about broadcasters not looking at attention on TV in isolation, but measuring this metric against all other media touch points. And suddenly, TV looks very, very good. And by the way, um, we also know that CTV and broadcasters VOD does even better on attention than linear TV. And as, uh, because of the self-selective behavior, where effectively viewers actively search and select content that they want to engage with. Um, but I guess back to your original question, so we're starting to work with broadcasters across key markets to, uh, to help them through the attention journey. We have research evidence, lab studies, case studies that shows that, that power of television and CTV as, a, as an attention driver. And so we're having some, some great discussions um, in, in a few markets. We'll be able to make some announcements actually on collaboration very shortly. Uh, so so do, do watch this space. So that leads my, uh, to my last question, really. Uh, and, and, you know, attention is getting a sort of traction, but it's still relatively new. 
uh, how do you see attention metrics evolving? Right. Well, I think, first of all, we, we will eventually probably get to some kind of market uh, standardization in terms of the definitions, at least. There's definitely a push for this. And the IAB and the Attention Council are, are working on that. But I think more, um, probably more significantly, are traditional viewability and verification partners, the likes of IAS, Double Verify, they'll probably end up integrating more real attention data, um, I, I, you know, eye-tracking data, into their proxy measures. And so the, the lines between data providers will probably get um, blurry. And, and in a way, I think the transformation that we're experiencing in the programmatic space right now uh, is going to help in those discussions on attention. Um, because with the, the death of the cookie, the programmatic world is almost ki- kind of um, pushed into using those old-fashioned recipes from you know, the, the world of offline media. Uh, think about uh, contextual targeting. Now, you know, thanks to programmatic, uh, it's now back in fashion. And uh, we know there's a very strong link between context and attention. Uh, but also think about Google. Uh, with their topics or, or flocks, um, however they, they call it these days. It's basically a panel, right? Yeah. So we're going full circle here. And that means it will become more natural for the pure digital players, like the Double Verify or, or the DSPs, to uh, rely more on panel-type solutions, on proxy metrics, uh, and probabilistic modeling. So I think we're going to see those two worlds merge um, kind of in the same way we expect uh, the linear TV and the CTV worlds to turn into one. And, and so that's going to allow us to look at some very interesting data and activation opportunities for attention. And that will help us um, actually cover the whole media spectrum with attention. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it looks like yeah, measurement is still going to evolve massively um, <laughs> in the coming uh, sort of years. Um, we already have time, uh, Nicholas. Uh, thank you so much for your insights on this. Uh, Thanks so much. But fascinating subject. Uh, I think there's a lot more to come. Um, it was a great sec- session, and I hope our Media Talk listeners enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. Um, I have to say it certainly helped me to better understand this notion of uh, attention and how it can be used to ultimately enhance the impact of advertising. Um, thank you very much, uh, Nicola. Thanks so much, Manu, and thanks for your attention. No problem. And um, obviously, thank you for tuning in uh, to all our Media Talk listeners. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to more episodes uh, next year, starting in January. Um, and until then, I will wish uh, everyone a successful end of Q4, a joyful end of the year, and best wishes for uh, 2023. Goodbye. Media Talks, the podcast that helps to better understand the world of media and video advertising.